Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. to that foreground conclusion xbox gonna win it's like we just need to know that sony announced it and what we saw we now know the xbox is gonna win yeah because <laughs> we don't even know what the console looks like it's gonna be a black box that's that's pretty much i think both of them will probably be black boxes unless a... unless xbox goes and does what they did before they have a picture here it says xbox 720 durango screenshot but how valid that photo is is yeah, who knows how how old it was. Ooh, rumor says that um it's going to have a TV tuner and and built-in Skype. Built-in Skype's going to be obvious cuz they they bought Skype. I mean, that's that's for Built-in TV tuner though, that's next level shit. I mean, that's that's turning it into a cable box. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because they've been doing a lot of partnerships with uh you know, like Comcast and and DirecTV and all of them to try. Dude, imagine it's like, do you have a DVR, motherfucker? I got an Xbox. Yeah. Don't even come to me with that bullshit. Then you just pull out your mic and just drop. <laughs> you know? I want to carry a mic on me just to drop it. I know, right? Every... Why's your mic? Why's your mic so dirty all the time? Because all I do is drop that motherfucker on bitches. <laughs> like I was, what was I watching for one old episode of uh, SNL? And um, Seth Meyers, it was the weekend update, and Seth Meyers goes. Yeah, Obama went to the Black Caucus and said, uh, you guys, you need to stop complaining. You need to help me make life better. You guys need to stop complaining about things like that. And they go, and which was all fine and good, and it was, seemed pretty well received, except the mic drop didn't seem necessary. <laughs> and they have a picture of him with his hand out, and they put in a picture of a mic dropping. <laughs> <laughs> it was necessary. I was like, of course it is. When you when you school someone, you've got to drop the mic. Oh man! All right, so you ready to start this shit? Yes. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to uh, the Lazy Geeks podcast. Ooh, yeah. 
podcast number 97. So uh, I'm your host, Steve, and over there in our Arizona office. <laughs> Adam, over here chilling out. Yeah. We're in the same time zone now. Ooh. What the fuck is up with that? I know. It's kind of weird. I don't like it. <laughs> it's the same time for you. For me, it's what later. Although, uh, well, well, I really fast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not used to this shit. I put a CD CD in the CD-ROM, and it's not even showing up. Like, the CD-ROM is not showing up. <laughs> I hate that. My laptop did that to me once. Well, I blew. I, I blew. <laughs> you what? I had, I had a can of air, and I cleaned out my desktop, and I probably knocked the cable out. <laughs> you blew it, all right. I, I blew my computer, is what I did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it loved it. Uh, I guess that's a good segue, your computer. Uh, oh, well, you and I talked about this, but did you actually order that desk, or are you not yet? I have not ordered the desk yet. I um, am probably getting it next check because I get a fatty bonus on my check. That's... But uh, it's the IKEA one, right? It's the one you've been showing me all those pictures about. Yeah, it's a, it's it's actually pretty simple. Just a corner desk. Um. Looks like wood, probably not wood though. Um, and then it has like some cable management built in, and then just shelves. It's it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was funny too. Cause like you know, Adam's showing me these pictures. Of like, what do you think about this desk? I'm thinking about getting a nice corner desk. And then we started thinking about it. And you know, a desk setup is really important. I know there's some people that are like, you know, uh, I just use my table. I don't need to use a desk. Yeah, those people are called bitches. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's some people where it's not that important. <laughs> They're hipster bitches. That's what they... <laughs> Ooh. It's like I have to use milk crates because that's the only cool way to have my computer. Because <laughs> I'm a struggling artist with my $1,500 MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and my low-income housing. But I got a MacBook, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it is It is true. I mean, like, <laughs> Adam knows the desk I have and the fuck it. That thing is gargantuan. Yeah. But... You know, and and it really is because if you use it as the hub of, and I, to be honest, I would just use the, I have a, a desk cart, you know, the little laptop cart I have in my room just for whatever. But when we do the podcasts and editing and all other sorts of shit, I need the room. I have my PC, you know, and I I, I my desktop and I use that. And so yeah, you do kind of need a work area, and uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, so. So yeah, so Adam like, hmm, I don't, and my brother's like, oh, why, why is this so difficult? Why? And I'm like, because you need to make sure it's right, you know? Yeah, because you don't want to buy a desk, and you get it home, and you go through the bullshit of getting it home, and the bullshit of setting it up, and then you're like, this desk sucks, you know? And then you just can't. It just sucks. Yeah, I mean, you get the desk. Oh man, when you roll into the desk, the desk hits you in the nuts. I mean, yeah, fuck that. that. That that's not cool. That's not even cool at all. But what does hit you in the nuts and would be cool is that fucking Topanga chick. From... Oh my god, dude! I, I don't but like at the end of last or end of last week where apparently she did this maxim spread. Oh my god! Yeah, it was pretty delicious, dude. Danielle was it Fishel? Fishel? Official, yeah, Official. whatever. Who cares? But she's a panga. That's what her name is. Yes. 
But like, if you look at like Boy Meets World, she was she was okay. She was cute. I thought she was weird looking. <laughs> I like everybody, everybody was freaking out about her. But I, I thought her face was weird. It ain't weird looking now, but I thought it was weird looking back then. I don't know. Well, she grew into it now. Yeah. And uh, oh my god, like the one with her in the vacuum. Hey, vacuum my floor anytime. It's like, I hope you do housework like that, because that would just be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, she was hot. Yeah, you have kids, they'll be all over your place. <laughs> uh, but bigger news. Oh yeah, so as as some of you might know, those two listeners out there, um, I haven't had a cell phone in a while. And in but I always say people ask me like, what phone do you have? I always go, I'm in between plans. <laughs> you know, I never say I don't have a phone. I, I I'm in between plans right now. Ups right now. And they accept it too. Like yeah. it's a legit answer which is funny um so yeah i'm getting finally in a phone verizon and getting the nokia lumia 822 windows phone which has been the one you've wanted since like it came out last year well i've wanted a windows phone forever the windows 8 phones right but i was on the i didn't know which one i wanted to get so then i finally found out well i'm getting verizon and there's only two windows phones so I have to pick from those two. And there's the Windows Phone, the Nokia Lumia 822, and then the um, HTC 8X. That's something number. I couldn't remember what the other one was. And the 8X technically is the better phone, but both phones have the same exact processor, same exact memory. So the the capabilities of the phone are the same. But the 8X has the HD screen, while the... um. Uh, the 822 Lumia has uh, an AM AM old LED, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Um, which is still crystal clear images. Yeah. Because the, the and I was re, I was watching a bunch of YouTube reviews like from PhoneDog.com and shit, and they did a comparison of both phones. They said the really the the only time you really notice that it's not an HD screen is when you take a photograph and then zoom all the way in. Yeah. So you could see the pixels. I'm like, what the fuck would I do that for? <laughs> you know, and it was a difference of the tw- the A22 was free. Right. Or I could pay 100 for the other one. And I think the other one was goofy looking too. Like it's really thin. It just feels like it wants to fall out of my hand. Plus it's HTC. And if you were going to spend extra 100, might as well just go ahead and get the S3. Exactly. And that's a, that's another thing too is that the phone, the A22 has been getting rave reviews. The only negative part of it is people going oh it's a it's a little it's a little um thicker than they want but it just feels like a phone to me like i don't i don't like phones that are so goddamn thin because you're just gonna drop them yeah like you, know, you so, like you see people flinging their iphones all over the place yeah I, I never hear of of like people going oh yeah i i cracked my screen i always see cracked screens and they're all iphones yes and it's so funny that people go, yeah, I got this iPhone. It's iPhone 5 so thin. And then they put a huge-ass case on it because it's too fucking thin to hold. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's different. But I have, like, I got kind of big hands <laughs> to match some other things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I like a phone that has, a, you know, a bit of girth to it, I guess. I um, like big phones and I cannot, cannot lie. lie. <laughs> but uh, Windows 8 operating system is sick. I've, I've played around with it so much at my job. And it's just so fluid, so clean. It's just, it's, uh, it's beautiful. So, um, yeah, they have less apps, but all the apps I wanted were there. So, 
oh no, I can't get stupid apps that I that people use for a week and then delete. <laughs> no, there's no Instagram app. So that's what everyone tells me. Like I go, yeah, I'm gonna get a Windows 8 phone. The first thing out of their mouth, there's no Instagram app. I'm like, I don't use Instagram. They go, why don't you? I'm like, because I know how to read and write. <laughs> I have no, I have no, I I'll look if I see a hot chick on Instagram, I check that Instagram out. Yeah, but I don't have a, a fucking reason to post pictures about every waking moment. It's bad enough that people do that on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I have Instagram. I don't use it as much as like other people do. Like, especially like some people, like especially moms, mm-hmm. they post everything about their kids, and it's they it's so bad that you forget what the parents look like because you see pictures of their kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but like I'll I'll. I'll post some silly, silly pictures of like my dog or whatever. Sometimes it gets something cool. I'll put that up there. And see, when I when I take a photo, even when I had an Android phone, I would always share it to Facebook. Yeah. That would be because that's where my friends are. So if I take a picture of like my like my kids on the occasion that I do, because I very rarely do. Yeah, I when I, even even when I see you on Facebook and I say like Adams uploaded some photos, I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I automatically think your wife did it. No, I always do it. <laughs> My wife has her own Facebook now. Yeah. But um, the I'll upload like if there was an event like Halloween and I put a bunch of pictures, but I don't share them with anybody. I just put them on my Facebook. So if you want to see my kids, go ahead. Enjoy yourself. But I'm not going to share them with you. you know. But when I take a picture like something funny or whatever, which is rare, um, I just shared it with Facebook. Well, Windows 8 phone has that built into the phone. Yeah. Like I just take a picture normally and then I just tap it, share it at Facebook, burp, and it pops it up there. So I don't have to I'm fine. Works for me. Yeah. So the world got along before Instagram. So it'll And the world will get along after it. Yeah. It's just another It's fad. gonna be it's gonna be only a matter of time before it's integrated deep into the Facebook app and Because honestly it's become such a, a douchey area. Like I look around um I look around uh Instagram and it's all those like yolo people and and friggin just like just stupid like there's this thing now you know how punks became emos kind of right well now hip-hop people have become like an emo hip-hop and i think the leader of it is is that rapper drake who oh, just yeah. whines and the funny thing is he whines about things that you wish could happen to you yeah like like um like I had I was fucking one chick last night and I woke up and she made me breakfast. Oh no! It's like <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I want that. <laughs> but there, there's now there's like hip hop people who are all like, "Woe is me! Woe is me!" Yeah. I can't afford the new Nikes <laughs> or whatever fucking shoes they wear now. Whatever, we're going off course, but I got a new phone, so I'm getting a new phone. I'll be here on uh, Tuesday night. And definitely expect a review. Give me, give me a good week. To mess with it first. I'm not gonna be like, just open this motherfucker, boom. And I don't, I don't have a camera, so I'm not gonna do an unboxing video. But there are plenty of them on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead, and search that. YouTube. YouTube. First of all, unboxing videos are weird. Like I never watch them. I feel like I'm, I'm looking at a cheat guide before I finish a game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're just ruining it for you, me. You always feel like you're watching one of those like hidden camera moments, like. I don't. I don't really want to see that. Yeah, it's dirty. It's dirty to me. Uh, but uh, I'll do. I'll do a review if I can. Next paycheck, if I can afford a uh, video, like a webcam, maybe I'll do a little. 
<laughs> don't, don't hold your breath for that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that one's not. That one's gonna fly. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, I think it's time we bust into some news. So, if you're an avid Smodcast listener, like I am, you know that Kevin Smith has been talking about doing a Clerks three movie for some time. From all indications, there's a lot of ideas, and there there even had may have been a script written, but that but it seems that it wasn't the case. Smith has spent a lot of time telling people that he was considered doing it as a Broadway play due to issues with the Weinstein Company and their unhappy relationship since Jay and Silent Bob strike back. However, it seems nostalgia has gotten the better of him. On his Facebook page this last weekend, he revealed that uh, he's begun writing the script for the long-awaited Clerks 3. And he posted uh, this comment and picture that we have on thelazygeeks.com. And uh, the message went, The beginning of the end. 20 years ago today, we started shooting Clerks. 20 years later, with no plan or provocation, I jumped out of bed at 4.20 this morning and started writing Clerks 3. It's been like hanging out with old friends, and after two hours of tapping the keys and giggling, I have come to a conclusion. Clerks 3 will be the best film I'll ever make. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know... Doesn't he say that about every film he writes? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the best movie I've ever penned. Yeah, no, I mean, he hasn't, and he's been talking about this for for a long, long while, and... uh, you know, I I'm I was one of those guys that thought that Clerks Two was probably gonna suck balls, and um, because I liked the first one so much, but I really liked Clerks Two, and I thought they did a great job with that. Um, I'm really giving him uh, the benefit of the doubt on on Clerks Three, especially if he's making it his way. You know that yeah, that's, that's true. always cool because he is talented. Yeah, you know. What are you going to do? Especially, I mean, how can you, you know, how can you top the donkey show from... Oh, that was so funny. (laughs) I I just can't stop. You know what that was? That was Clerks 2 had a bigger budget than Clerks 1. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because donkeys are expensive. That's true. That's true. And they're union, so... So are midgets. (laughs) Um, Or little people's are. So... Moving on to what I was going to read about. So there has been a lot of talk about doing a new standalone Hulk film. Um, some say it will never happen, while some still hold on to their hopes. The Hulk himself, Mark Ruffalo, the current Hulk, yeah. um, took to Twitter the other day and cleared the air about the whole thing. So he says, a lot of folks have been asking about the next Hulk. The next time you see my Hulk, it will be in Avengers 2. No plans for a standalone, he said. He also goes on, I am not giving up on another standalone Hulk, but it's not in the works right now. One never knows what the future will bring. I would love to see another standalone Hulk with Ruffalo doing what he does best. The fact still stands, though, that that would make three Hulk films with three different actors playing (laughs) the big guy. It's sure to cause a bit of confusion for some, some, but (coughs) damn, let me tickle my damn throat, man. (coughs) Excuse me. But diehard fans should appreciate seeing what is, in my opinion, anyway, the better of the three actors to play the character. It's not about how he played the Hulk. It's how he played Banner. Um, While it's a no-brainer that Hulk will be in Avengers 2, there still may be a standalone Hulk film after that movie has destroyed the box office. Um, A standalone Hulk film, like, I understand why that's the most difficult one to do. Yeah. uh, Because the Hulk... 
once you know what he is and what he's about, it's hard to keep people's interest. Well, that's also why the Hulk is also one of the harder com- uh, it doesn't do well as a comic either. I mean, it does better than a movie, but if you if you look at the Hulk fans, it, it's probably one of the more the lesser performers than yeah, like Spider-Man and smashes shit. Yeah. Now the new Hulk I've been reading has been interesting because they're focusing on Banner. Yeah. And and I think if they're gonna do a, do another Hulk standalone, they need to focus on what Banner's doing. Yeah. And the Hulk be the action scenes, which is fine. But the previous films focused on Hulk and Banner was the filler, you know. And that I I personally didn't think um, what's his name in the previous movie did played a very good Banner. I think he was a little too smug, personally. Which is why I like Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is kind of shy. He doesn't yeah. – he doesn't – he kind of uh, – He wants he looks, to drift into the background. Yeah, he's fumbling with his hands a lot. You know, the complete opposite of the Hulk who will fucking grab you by the skull yeah. You know, if you fuck with him. So it's it, – and that dynamic between the two parts of him is the whole reason why the character is, is exciting and, and interesting. But the people, when they make the movies, they go, well, let's have Hulk break everything. And that's all they focus on, which makes for good visuals, right. but it makes for a boring fucking story. Like even the previous whole film, I loved it. I thought it was great, but I can only watch it so many times. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Until I'm kind of like, I get it, you know, that, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and um, I think that's why the Hulk stood out in the Avengers is because Joss Whedon had it right. He had, you know, he he really pushed in the idea that. The Banner hates the Hulk. I mean, even in the movie, you notice he never really called it the Hulk. Mm-mm. He just kept saying the other guy. I think he said it like once or twice. Like yeah, he like, said in the beginning and he yeah. said the other guy or the – I think he said big guy one time. Yeah, right? the big guy or the other guy or I should be happy that the big guy, you know. So he, he never even referred to it by the name and because you could see that disdain for it. But at the same time, you saw him with the others. He just kind of wanted to drift into the background until it was time to step up and – you know, and this is the main the main point too. And just to simplify my thing, the Hulk in the in the Avengers was the first Hulk in a movie that didn't have me just going, "Is he going to change? Oh right, is he going to change?" Because the previous two movies, that's all you did. He'd start getting angry, and you but he's going to change. He's going to change now. Yeah. And that was just like the TV show. Right. And the TV right. show was fine because it was smaller, little. Yeah. You know, but with the movie. The, the Avengers, I'm, I didn't care if he was going to change. I mean, it was cool when he changed, but I cared more about – people need to realize that in the Marvel Universe, Bruce Banner is on the same level as Mr. Fantastic when it comes to intelligence. He's a yeah. genius, and they showed that in Avengers when um, Tony Stark was like going – like kind of excited that he was going to work with him. Yeah, when he was like, oh my god, somebody that speaks English, you know? Exactly. Uh, I, but one of the things too that – and it goes back, goes back to the one of just the points that you just made uh, was when you, when you mentioned the TV series. One of the reasons why I liked watching the TV series was because of Bill Bixby mm-hmm. and him as Banner. Well, you wanted to see the Hulk come out, but you were still drawn in by Bixby, and that's what I think Ruffalo had. Ruffalo yeah. had that Bill Bixby kind of weaker, kind of, you know, um, just trying to, you know, he, he knows of his curse and he just kind of wants to just like steer clear of everything. And um, and I, I think Mark Ruffalo really captured that quality. I do too. Yeah. 
All right. Well, one thing that always seems to get me is the fact that companies act all surprised when their products start selling more when they bring down the price. To me, it just seems like it just seems natural that when you bring down the price of, let's say, the PlayStation Vita, sales would automatically spike. Well, last month, Sony announced that they would drop the uh, price of the PlayStation Vita in Japan and make both the Wi-Fi and the 3G model the same price, 19,980 yen or 215 bucks. Shortly after the price drop went into effect, Sony claimed their play PS Vita nearly quadrupled in sales. Uh, Gemma Sutu uh, believes that it would put the device around 44,000 this week since it was selling around 11,000 units uh, the, uh, before the price drop. At some point, you got the, we'll get the final numbers to get a better look at that. But those of you that are waiting for a price drop here, Sony told CVG, the price cut is for SCE Japan region only. We have nothing, uh, we have nothing to announce at this time regarding price within our own region. So, uh, oh, oh, let me try that again. We have nothing to <laughs> announce at this time regarding pricing. Uh, yeah, within our own region. That was a direct quote. So probably something got lost in the translation there. But uh, yeah, over here, we don't know if they're going to ever do that. But we know there's supposed to be an updated version, like almost like kind of like, I guess, like their slim version or whatever, supposedly. But I think that's going to come around around the PS4. So I really doubt we're going to get a price cut. Probably not. Yeah. Um, it's and they'll do that a lot. Yeah. Like they'll they'll uh, price cut in other areas and stuff like that. But. I don't know. The Vita, the Vita, honestly, is is a hair a hairpin away from being a flop in America. I mean, nobody is buying the thing. The only people I see buying it at work are like just really old parents that just want to get something cool for their kid. Yeah. But I don't see younger the younger crowd coming in and grabbing it. I don't see. I mean, you know what I? I don't know. It's funny because well, you 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 know you know where I work and we work right next and my my job is right next to GameStop. And when I see the kids coming in, you know what I see them playing and holding when they come walking in? Nintendo 3DS. Exactly. And it's because I understand the concept of um, the P- the PS Vita, and I think it is an amazing device. Yeah. But when you're when you think of portable games, you think you're on the train, you're on the bus, you're you know you're out and about. You don't necessarily want. Call of Duty. I mean, you have to be a diehard fan that want to play that shit on the bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I think about portable, and I've even I've even considered getting a portable gaming device. Um, I would I would get a 3DS because there's games on there that I can open, play for 10 minutes, and feel like I did something, like yeah. played a game. But on the Vita, I mean, if I if I'm playing the Vita, I can't play it for just 10 minutes. You know, there's there's a whole game going on. You know, so I mean, I get it. It's cool, but it's one of those portable devices that you would only play in the house anyway. Yeah, and it, it's and especially the fact that the you know, the internet connection. You know, if you want to for whatever reason share or do whatever, it just to me it just doesn't seem like. I mean, we all know 3G connection is not that fast. So if you were on the go and you wanted to download the game, you would have a better chance of just downloading it at home and then playing it when you're out. Right. Because there's no real reason for you to ever do that outside of here because it would but, take for fucking ever. And even too, like on the point of like me getting a portal gaming device, like I honestly am okay with my phone. And now before I get into it, I don't think 
a cell phone is a portable gaming device. No, not by I'm just saying that when I'm out and about, I'm a fucking adult. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm busy. I don't have time to sit there and stare at a game machine for 20 minutes. So, like, one, Windows phone, you get the Xbox Live games, you know. So, I want to play something legit on my phone. But, um, you know, you just want a quick fix. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and the Vita is not a quick fix device. Oh, definitely not. So, well, I think that's why it's faltering a lot. <laughs> one thing that I thought was funny, and, and this to me just kind of was a visual representation of people like, well, you know, you don't need a gaming console. You know, we have the iPhone or the iPad. I mean, that's a gaming – that's not a gaming console. Here's a point. Here's case in point. I'm on the busway, and I'm you know in between stops, and as I'm going, I see one person on their little Nintendo 3DS, and you know they're playing. They're you know they're hitting the key. They're doing what they're doing, and then I turn around and then I see some little yuppie prick sitting there with his iPad out. And first of all, you have an iPad out in this neighborhood. You're just looking to get jacked. It's like, please steal my shit. Exactly. But he's sitting there, and this is the game. He's rolling a ball through a track. And in order to make it move, he has to swipe the glass. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Yeah, that's like a... That's not a game. It's just something... I mean, I technically it's a game. Yeah. But I mean, it the kid falls that's... under the definition of a game, but not a gaming console. The kid that's playing the 3DS, he's probably playing Zelda or Pokemon, exactly. like an actual game game. Yeah, that you has know. objectives and things to achieve in it. Here, you're just putting a ball, and I just I looked at it, and it just I, I immediately wanted so bad to go over there, smack the uh, the iPad out of his hamming, and just go go to get, get see what that guy that kid has over there. Get that. Yeah. If you're going to win this time, get there's a lot of people that that's all they they don't really play games and they're fine with those little things, you know. That's fine. But those are just distractions. Yeah. You know, that's that you're bored. But you're don't just... if Angry Birds is your de- you're not a gamer. <laughs> if no, Angry I... Birds is your definition of a game, that as no. I have the I... Angry Birds is filler for me. Like if I'm really bored and I have a phone in front of me, I'll be like, ah, fuck it. You oh, know, it looks like I have Angry Birds and I have that Simpson game on there, and that's all. Filler. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, I, that's a filler for me. I'll just go on there. You set a couple of options for all of them. You get money. You rebuild Springfield. I mean, I can I spend like ten minutes on it, and that's when I'm like, oh, TV's on commercial. Okay, <laughs> I'm watching live TV. I'll run. I'll jump on my phone. Do that, and then I'm done. To me, that's yeah. filler. Yeah, uh, it's bullshit, is what. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> speaking of filler, <laughs> oh Jesus, <laughs> are you one of those gamers living through the SimCity issues since launch, which have been cleared up anyway? But um, I'm sure it's gotten pretty annoying, right? Aside from fixing it, EA wants to give a little bit back as an apology for everything that's happened. If you own an active copy of SimCity now, you'll be able to grab a free game from EA's extensive list. Uh, Lucy Bradshaw, Max's general manager, posted in a, a blog post that the SimCity server issues are being worked on and what EA would like to do to make everything right. So this is a long quote. So I'm ready. Brace, brace yourself. Um, here's a quick update on the problems we were experiencing with SimCity and a little something extra for people who bought the game. The server issues which began at launch have improved significantly as we added more capacity. But some people are still experiencing response and stability problems that 
we're working fast to address. So what went wrong? The short answer is a lot more people logged on than we expected. More people played and played in, in ways we never saw in the beta. Okay, we agree that was dumb, but we are committed <laughs> to fixing it. In the last 48 hours, we increased server capacity by 120%. It's working. The number of people who have gotten in and built cities has improved dramatically. The number of disrupted experiences has dropped by roughly 80%. So we're close to fix. We're close to fixed, but not quite there. I'm hoping to post another up update this weekend to let everyone know that the launch issues are behind us. Something special for your trouble. The good news is that SimCity is a solid hit in all major markets. The consensus among critics and players is that this is fundamentally a, a great game. But this SimCity is made to be played online. And if you can't be get a stable connection, you're not having a good experience. Um, so we're not going to rest until we, we've fixed the remaining server issues. And to get us back in your good graces, we're going to offer you a free PC download game from the EA portfolio. On March 18th, SimCity players who have activated their game will receive an email telling them how to re redeem their free game. I know that's a little contrived, kind of like buying a present for a friend after you did something crummy. Mm -hmm. But we feel bad about what happened. We're hoping... You won't stay mad and that we'll be friends again when SimCity is running at 100%. SimCity is a great game and the people who made it are incredibly proud. Hang in there. We'll be providing more updates throughout the weekend. So I am, I am thoroughly impressed by how genuine that post is. It's not – it doesn't sound like – somebody copied and pasted that from the we fucked up folder on the computer. <laughs> like she, she says too many people logged on. And while you're reading that, you're like, that's such a stupid excuse. And then she says, okay, we agree. That was dumb. Yeah. It is dumb. And and she completely said, it's dumb. You know, we fucked up. Why don't you have a little free video game? I just got some city today too. And you know, I'm gonna sign up for that account real quick. So I can get that free game, baby. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was impressed. I, I think that, I think this is a genuine apology. And, and coming from someone with some clout, you know, who right. was – what was she again? Gen Max's general manager. You know, that's, that's serious business. You know, so ob obviously they fucked up, but they admitted it. They didn't pull a, a fucking blizzard <laughs> with the half-ass apologies. Like you st the game's still the shit, so fucking deal with it until we fix it. Right. You know, like they, they were legit about it. So yeah. they're obviously still getting flack about the constant connection type stuff. And that's a whole different issue. But I, I think that this apology for the launch issues spot on. Yeah, I'm going to hold on my uh, my comments for that until a little later because uh, this is just going to want. No, I'm not. douchebag. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to just completely go on it. No, I just – because otherwise we talk about it now and then we have nothing to say later on. Okay. Well, Grant, I just want to say before we get into that later, I am a serious SimCity fanboy. So might be a little jaded. I, I want them to do good. <laughs> so, I used to have Excel spreadsheets when I played SimCity 2000 just to get it right. So Yeah, I can believe that when I – Get it right and keep it tight. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, um, on that note, in comic news this week, <laughs> if you're a frequent follower of the site or a podcast, you will know that Robin is dead. Uh, what did this mean for the series? Of, uh, yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay. He was kind of a prick. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, given Jason Todd, I, I'll take Damien. Although Damien, that moment when right before the fall, 
they Batman and him had that little hug. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that was nice. You know that, that gave me a warm feeling. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean for the series of DC comic titles, Battle Batman and Robin? Well, we knew that there was going to be some guests coming along on the series to um, of issues to help Batman through the grieving process, and the special issue 18 that will be silent and is now. But I love when they do that. Yeah. Silent comics are dope. Yeah, that silent one's going to be pretty awesome. But now we know who and when they'll be coming. So Comic Book Resources got the skinny on the upcoming issues and guests for the next few um, issues after 18. After 18, this series will be titled Batman and... <laughs> uh, these are the titles for the upcoming issues. On issue 19, it'll be Batman and Red Robin. On issue 20, it'll be Batman and Red Hood. On 21, Batman and Batgirl. 22, Batman and Catwoman. I'm not really... I, I, Batman on Catwoman. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I'm not sure how... I, I For a second, I'm like, well, how is... She? Oh, never mind. I know how she's going to help him get to the grieving process. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 23 will be Batman and Nightwing. So basically, they're going to have, like, Batman and in small... In, like, normal print. And then you'll see, like, the logoed Nightwing or yeah. Red Robin. Yeah, you'll That's see... kind of cool. You'll see the, the caption, Batman and... And then the little sticker, the little post-it note on the side that'll over yeah. Robin will be like, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> they'll still keep the Robin logo, but it'll look like a post-it note was placed over, you know, like... It'll be scribbled out, you know. <laughs> like crayon. <laughs> it'll just be an X. <laughs> Uh, of course, fans are hoping for Red Robin's Tim Drake to ta- um, to immediately jump in and fill the role, but writer Tom uh, Paul Tom <laughs> Tom Tomasi, who is he, <laughs> uh, wants people to back off that notion. Uh, quote: I will say that I didn't want to take the usual step uh, that's been travel when it comes to Batman needs a Robin angle. He, the writer explained: There are five stages of grief. And we intend to explore it in um, a very visceral way. So let's just say there's a big epic picture in view from the horizon. But there are plenty of lightning storms and hurricanes for myself, Paul, uh, Pat Gleason, and our partner in crime, uh, Mick Gary. And oh, and John Kalise, fucked up that name, uh, and still fly through before it all comes clear. Uh, for me, it, I... That's cool. I think, you know, instead of, like, ending the title and turning it into something else, I, I think that's kind of cool. It kind of leaves it to kind of be almost like a, like what Marvel had, Marvel team up, except this time it's teaming up everybody with Batman. Yeah. You know, and but then, you know, what, in June we have the new Superman-Batman series coming out. You know what? I kind of disagree. I think when a, a big character like that dies, you should end the book. It's out of respect for the character. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe I'm being a little bit too over the top with it, but I think they should just end the book. Well, it's kind of like what they did with Amazing Spider-Man. You know, Amazing Spider-Man ended. Now it's Doc Ock as Peter Parker, so now it's Superior Spider-Man. Mm. It's, it's just a different book, whether you like it or not. Yeah, a temporary one at that, because yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Parker's in it more than anybody else half of the damn time. Yeah, uh, and, but then too, like if you saw like like Fantastic Four when they for a while killed off Johnny Storm they ended Fantastic 4 and went to FF. So yeah. that's agree- different. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. And I I agree with that. I I agree with that that on there but you know it it's I don't know for me still though it's like do we still need another Batman book? Yeah. It, I mean, you know. But but like I'm sitting there on <laughs> top of the respect did you cuz 
it's not Jason Todd. It's not some kid he picked up off the street. This is his son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's a big deal. I want to see the fallout um, when the mother finds out. Yeah. Well, is she is she still alive in this run? I can never fucking keep track. Is she somewhat in this run? I don't. In the, in Batman Incorporated, that's who they're up against. And um, but I don't know. I haven't seen her. Uh, but you might uh, see. You might see her in a minute. That shit happens. Although I did like um, they're in the, in the tie-ins, you know, all the little tie-ins only deal with like a couple of pages with it, and it's always just like a reference point, like in Detective Comics. I even saw a world. I even read World's Finest, um, because you know, uh, she's uh, in the alternate universe, Bruce Wayne's daughter, and yeah, and uh, so she went there to his grave, and then heard Batman coming, and was like, "Oh God, I can't do this." You know, I can't meet him now. You know, mm-hmm. and this and that, and that was it. And so for me, when you see all the little requiem shit on there, I'm like, eh, that's a little lame because like the issue. You're just drawing it out. Just, it's like you're just putting little tidbits here and there, but then continuing on with the main story. It's like but just don't. It's forced. It's, you know, don't. It's not like the Joker tie-in. Oh my god, that was beautifully done. You know, so yeah, it, it's yeah, it's almost like. Okay, we have all these Batman titles, so let's acknowledge it or some affiliation. So let's just acknowledge it. I think the Joker now is going to be going to be one of those characters that's just going to come back for runs like that. Yeah, he's going to he's going to be like boom, and then there's going to be like a big event, and then he's going to disappear again. Yeah, like you're not going to see him all the time, and that's good. We can do that. We can because he is kind of an over the top character. Like he completely takes over a story. You can, you're not really paying attention to anything else but what he's doing. Oh, absolutely. Because he's sexy. <laughs> Don't, don't don't masturbate to him yet. Ooh, and twice. <laughs> when you hear when you hear there's going to be a new Superman comic book series, your first reaction should be intrigue. Actually, then, uh, hey, <laughs> like kind of like oh, you know maybe. Then when you hear it's going to be penned by Scott Snyder with art from Jim Lee, you should stand up and pay attention because that's some talent. He's the one doing uh, Batman right now, right? Yes. Yeah. The upcoming series, which has been unnamed for a while, has been titled Superman Unchained. USA Today announced the comics chained was uh, already taken. (laughs) I know. USA Today announced the comics title as well as setting the June 12th release date. Unchained will release right alongside the recently announced Batman and Superman series reboot um, as well. As well. So it should ter- turn out to be a big week for Superman fans in general. And Batman has to be in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Unchained will also strive to go along with the upcoming film as well, being released only two days before Man of Steel hits the theaters. If you can't quite wait that long to get a taste of what Snyder and Lee are working on, you'll be able to get a sneak peek of the series on Free Comic Book Day in May. Mm-hmm. While I Yes, right. While I'm sure the book will have a central storyline, Snyder has said that they will have self-contained storylines, much like what they've, what has been, Jesus, what he's done with Batman. <laughs> Snyder told USA Today, the way to approach a character as iconic as him it's is always give can, head. Yes, <laughs> that's in standard attention. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is you just come, you just come at it from a shut up. <laughs> you just come at it from a standpoint of what you love the most about the character, and then write a story that explores that. Tear it down and build it back up. Snyder goes on. I know conceptually why he admires Lois Lane. 
but then when you're writing them and you feel the chemistry between them and it comes to life on the page, it's always these little bursts of surprises that have, have been a joy to discover with him. Not to be outdone, Lee also mentioned in the same interview, the energy we're bringing to the story and that, hey, we can add new stuff to the canon kind of attitude will serve us well. You got to be careful adding stuff to Superman's canon. A lot of people get pissed off. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this book and the movie. I hope Superman can be more relevant in today's world as he was in the past. If the Man of Steel film is treated like the recent Nolan Batman films, then that's what's going to happen, obviously. Um, I don't know. I think this. I think they got big talent behind this book. I think trying to match up with the movie is a smart move. Yeah. Um. I th- I have high hopes for this book. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up. When it comes uh, out. After you know, because some people, <laughs> some people were were talking smack about Snyder taking on um Batman, and um so far with Batman, I have been impressed. I, I have been impressed. Snyder's with, a talent. Like yeah. He, and and Jim Lee artist art art wise is already you're already there. Do we even need to argue? Yeah. That Jim exactly. Lee is a talent. You know. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. But um, and in. So far, people that have had a chance to preview Man of Steel have been saying this is the best Superman movie ever. So the mm-hmm. the the praise has been pretty high. So I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've I was always already looking forward to it. Yeah, given snacks, you know, Zack Snyder, he's kind of hit and miss sometimes, but. You know, as but when he hits, he hits. Yeah, and when he pulls from resourced material like Watchmen, you know, it, it's it's you know he's he knows it. I think he's I think he's really good at the comic book movies. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, I agree. I because I, his style is very over the top. Yeah, well, his his style is comic bookish. Yeah, the, the 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 source, the colors. I mean, of course, if he tries to do something original like you know, Sucker Punch. It doesn't quite come off as well. <laughs> and I actually liked that movie. I know you did. It wasn't a perfect movie, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. I had some good visuals, and the chicks were mind-blowingly hot, which has nothing to do with him. But um, <laughs> Well, casting was. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I like, yeah, I, all all four of those. Yeah, I would have them suck my dick. Okay, yeah, let's get those. <laughs> did he not? I mean, I if, that, if that casting couch could talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> um. No, those some of those are pretty big stats. They ain't sucking nobody. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> recession, recession. I know. I, I mean, you, you know, you're in Hollywood. You gotta take your shots. You know. That's right. <laughs> All right. In uh, tech news this week, it's always been a common. It's always been common knowledge that AT and T hates their smartphone customers. So, okay, it's. It's always been my perception that AT&T has always hated their smartphone customers, that it seems that they know something other people don't. I only say this because they're doing something out of character, unlocking phones for their customers. Of course, like in everything AT&T does, there's a catch. Let Before I get too far ahead, let, let me back up a bit. Back in January, the Library of Congress, as part of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, ruled that it is illegal for normal people – or normies uh, to unlock. Their- <laughs> they did not call them normies. <laughs> I, <laughs> or normies, as the the Congress <laughs> refers to us. Vernacular, con- uh, congressional vernacular goes. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> this pretty much pissed off consumer advocate groups, and even got the government to revisit the issue. However, AT and T has decided that to go the other way with it. Quote: While we think the librarians careful 
decision was re reasonable. The fact that it had well, the fact is that it'll have very little impact on AT&T customers. Um, the company said in a blog post the other day. Uh, here's the catch: a customer needs to be in good standing with the account and that has been active for 60 days and who has fulfilled the obligation of the customer agreement can have their phones unlocked. Oh, and uh, by the way, uh, that means that if they have the unlock code to do so, they will unlock it for you. Right. Yeah. So uh, considering this is AT&T, it's about, it about as good as it gets. Sina, uh, Sina Kanafar who represents the group Fix the DCMA, tells CNET that it has nothing to do about uh, with unlocking people's phones and how liberal the policy is. Quote, the problem is simply whether or not carriers are have a reasonable unlocking policy, but the right that for people to use software to change the firmware on their phones and use them as they wish. End quote. On this issue, I have I'm a little on the fence. People need to understand that purchasing a phone through a wireless provider with a steep discount is because they are paying subsidies to give customers more enticed prices to join the club. The wireless providers pay companies like Motorola, Apple, or Microsoft, and Microsoft, to name a few, to offer phones at a lower price of their current um, for their current or potential customers. Now, on the flip side, who the hell wants to pay $600 for a phone? No one. I think if customers were forced to pay the full pop for a phone without subsidies, my uh, many would find it unnecessary to actually carry a phone. To me, exactly. To me, we see high prices of tablets and other portable devices, so why not with smartphones? If you really want um, to be able to unlock your phone. Well, that's why everyone has a damn smartphone because they're so fucking cheap when you sign a contract. Exactly. No one, no one, not many people would have smartphones if you had to pay the six hundred and fifty dollar price of an iPhone. Right. And that's the thing, and that's the thing that kind of bugs me is that we have this sense of entitlement that, oh, well, we paid for it. No, you paid a, a heavily reduced price for your iPhone or your Android, and you want to jailbreak it so you can take it to somewhere else. It, to me, it doesn't make sense, especially if you're spending a hundred bucks on the phone, and then it costs you, say, three hundred dollars to break the contract. Right. So you're paying four hundred. Why not pay two and just get the phone um, unlocked outright and go go over where the hell, wherever the hell you want? But you know, and then AT and T, whenever they always try to make it sound like, oh, we're doing this for the customer. There's something fishy now. We have the code. We'll unlock it for you. Oh, yeah, so it's like, oh, wait. Yeah, they don't do stuff for the customer. <laughs> wait, the code's in this drawer somewhere. Um, Oh, no, no, we don't have it. Okay, it looks like you're stuck. And then fulfilling the customer's, um, the customer's obligation. So that means sticking the two years. So, right. Yeah, so we, well, we have no problem with you sticking out your two years, paying everything you need to, letting us screw you as much as you want. And then if, we're, if we have the code, we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old AT&T. AT&T bitch mode, dude. <laughs> I don't know why anybody trusts them. And, uh, it's funny, bitch mode. They that screwed should... our they they screw customers so much, though. You know? Absolutely. That should be a video game mode. Bitch, bitch mode? <laughs> bitch mode. <laughs> it's super easy. Enemies are shooting themselves in the face. <laughs> yeah, we have the new AT&T mode. Bitch mode. Yeah. Uh, what you got over there on tech? So, 
more and more people are moving away from the traditional way of watching TV uh, through a satellite or cable provider and going to streaming internet TV. It's cheaper and offers more content that you can't get through other means. While Netflix and Hulu can be accessed through the Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii U, it's the Roku line that takes it to the next level. The third generation of the Roku, simply called the Roku 3, is here, and it's a big update from the Roku 2. First thing to notice is the redesigned casing, which favors a sleeker look over the more Apple TV-ish looking box. Um, the device comes equipped with Ethernet and USB port, as well as a micro SD card slot for adding memory space. While Roku hasn't released any hard specs on the model, they have said it's the most powerful Roku streaming player to date. This makes sense since <laughs> since it's, you know, the new one. <laughs> Which I hate when they say that. Any company, like I, Apple will do that. Most powerful iPad made. To, it's like, yeah, it's the new one. Why would yeah. you make a less powerful one? I know, right? Oh, wait, they made the uh, the mini. Oh. The, iPad, the iPad mini. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, they did make a less powerful one. Moving on. <laughs> it's not only the hardware that gets a facelift either, with the new and improved UI making its debut on the unit. The new UI will be set up to view the other, the over 750 channels available with ease, being able to display nine different channel icons at once. If you still think there aren't enough channels, Roku has just announced the addition of Fox News, PBS, and PBS Kids to their lineup, which is cool if you have kids in the house. Um, if you want a streaming-only device, then this is this is the pick for you. There is so much content available that you shouldn't have any issue finding something to watch at any given time. The Roku 3 can be picked up through, obviously, Roku.com, which is R-O-K-U, uh, or Amazon for 99 bucks. Um, and then on the LazyGeeks.com website, if you search for the article, I have a little video posted up of the way the new interface looks and all that, so... You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that Roku's always been that that like it, it has the potential, but it just never really seems to catch. I think it's because so many pe- they people don't really understand why they need it over other things. Like they're like, "Why well, get Netflix?" And it's like, "Good for you," you know. But Roku has, I just said, 750 channels. Like yeah. that's a ridiculous amount of content. That's, that's TV. Yeah. That's better than most TV. Yeah. So suck it, TV. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So to our, our – uh, I was going to say our Netflix douchebag of the week. <laughs> Maybe we should call it that, the Netflix douchebag of the week. Um, our douchebag of the week uh, is EA SimCity. And the reason I'm saying that is because of the fact that, and, and Adam's gonna, you know, chomp at the bit here to um, be a, to, to show his SimCity fanboys. I'm listening to what you have to say. <laughs> no, for me, it, it's just a simple issue of one. You have, you know, and a lot of people, you know, it's the server issues basically and the unexpected disconnections. Uh, a lot of the scrutiny is coming from the always-on internet connection, even in single-player mode. Um, it, is, it, it, this, this failure seems to be the fuel that they need to get out of – to get them to reconsider the always-on internet. Problem is, is they're not, not going to reconsider it. it it's, this is the law of the land. 
Right. They're never going to change it. So, you know, you you've, every day you would go on the internet and always find something that EA is doing. And, you know, like EA doing the temporary gag order, no de- refunds on the digital downloads. Uh, you even did an article on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Amazon stopped selling it for the time being because of because of that. Um, so to my whole reasoning for this is just because of the idea that they didn't or they always play that we didn't know it would be that big. Right. And it's like, really, guys, this is like aside from like battlefield and all that other shit this is your bread and butter <laughs> you know i know <laughs> it's like you, you know, know you need to be on point with this man yeah you know you you need to have enough servers ready you need to make sure there is no glitch you need to make sure that when people yeah there's going to be problems where people get online and everybody that bought it all at midnight or whatever is all loading and doing it at the same time with the people yeah, that I bought mean, it three w- hours world ago. of warcraft used to have issues with that where you would have peak – and they still kind of do. Um, you can still play the game, but during peak times on a, a heavy populated server, you're going to get some fucking lag. Like yeah. it's just the way it is, but whatever. Yeah, and so for me, it was not an issue of saying like, oh, EA. I mean they're giving you a free game. It's the same thing as Sony with when Sony went down, although I thought Sony should have given a little more but because um, they're lag. Mm. That was, what, a couple months? Yeah, I know. But you're getting it for free, so they're kind of like, fuck you. You're getting it for free. Um, yeah, so for my, my reasoning for the, the douchebag isn't simply because I understand why they did what they did. Amazon did what they did, you know. But to just use the excuse that, oh, we weren't quite ready for all of that, that's bullshit. And, and I, I, I declare shenanigans because you needed to be ready on that. That is like – a major clusterfuck to me. Yeah. This is the th- this is this is how I'm gonna say this. And I completely agree with everything Steve is saying. I believe that that old excuse of oh we weren't prepared, that's that officially gets a go fuck yourself from me. Because you know what game you're making. Right. You know what hype is surrounded about your game. I mean you don't have to be so damn modest. You know damn right well that everybody and their mother wants SimCity. They want to see the new one. They want to see how it's going to work. All eyes are on Maxis at that time. Um, it, it, it goes back to Diablo 3 where people are like, oh, we didn't realize. No, Blizzard. Yeah. You know damn right well that people have been waiting for this game since Diablo 2 came out. You know, So don't, don't start that shit. Um, and I do think it's douchey of Maxis uh, how they handle that. But the thing that I want people to understand, and th- this is something that I see a lot um, at work. Uh, people come in and go, well, I'm not going to buy SimCity. Why? Because look at the launch issues. You have to understand the development team and the people that handle that server shit are two different teams. Right. Okay. The game is gorgeous. It's won, what what does the damn box say? Like 26 fucking awards before it even came out. (laughs) Okay. The game is amazing. It's that other team that fucked up. Hmm. They dropped the ball. The the ones making the whoever the hell those people are. My the, the favorite my the line that comes to my head right now is from The Departed. I'm the guy who does his job. Oh, you must be the other guy. Exactly. <laughs> so 
I don't think that people should take this experience as a as as reflecting on the quality of the actual game because the game is fine. The game has nothing to do with this crap. And Diablo 2 is the same way. I mean, say whatever you want about the actual game of Diablo 2, but that always on bullshit that Blizzard did with Diablo 2 had nothing or Diablo 3, I'm sorry, had nothing to do with Diablo 3. Yeah. You know, um well, yeah, if you look at all the criticism about this, none of it's about the game. Exactly. None of it. All of it's about the connection issues. People want to get on to play the fucking game, and I get that, and I understand that, and, and that's where they should be like, oops, yeah. I mean, they the early on, you know, because it was, what, released a day or two after in the UK when it was released here, and, and they had all the glitches, and they're like, oh, we're going to – um, we should have all the glitches cleared up by the time it reaches out in the UK, and – it wasn't. They released yeah. a patch that basically fixed a few gameplay issues and turned off certain things so it allowed it, it was less stressful on the servers. Right. Yeah. You know. So, so to me, it's like, yeah, that's not good. No, you didn't quite fix it yet. Yeah. So know. I guess running Windows three on that one probably wasn't a good idea. Time for upgrade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it's just the problem is is with the general public and especially people that aren't like I'm not saying I'm some kind of genius, but I yeah, know well I know I am. I just I don't <laughs> want to say it. Um, no, when it comes to the gaming, the gaming industry as a whole, I I like to not only know about the games, but I like to know how the industry works. Right. And the average person does not know or care how the industry works. So when there's one glitch in a game. Obviously, the whole game sucks now. Right. But that's not the case. And we live in a time now, too, that even if a particular game has a glitch, if the people that made the game fix the glitch in a timely manner, who gives a shit? Yeah. They fixed it. Yeah. You know, we, we, live in a, we live in an era where the whole, oh, remember that glitch from so-and-so game? That doesn't exist anymore because it will be fixed in a patch. Everything's always fixed. Yeah. Well, the thing you know, too is that it, and and that's the problem. Like launch day, everything that happens launch day or there in of the launch window, always ends up having a bad, a bad experience because people that hear it don't associate with. Oh yeah, there was a problem getting onto the servers to play, as opposed to oh well, I heard they had all these issues, so the game must suck. And it's like no, it doesn't happen. They're not Nintendo. You know, <laughs> I, would, I would like to, since we are talking about SimCity, I don't know what's wrong with my CD-ROM. I think the thing broke. Like, it's <laughs> not working. Um, so I, I have, obviously, and this is something that people are complaining about, SimCity requires Origin, yeah. an Origin account. I, that doesn't bother me, being that I have Steam, Origin, Raptor. <laughs> I have it all <laughs> on my computer anyway. Um, but I couldn't get um, the game to install with the disc. So I went on Origin, threw in the product code. Now I'm downloading the game. This is the era we live in, people. Yeah. You know, things are so easy to get now. And I think that when there's – the technology is so advanced, you're going to run into glitches. And, and, and yes, they should have been more prepared. But honestly, the game came out last week. Yeah. Like it's not – it isn't taking that long for them to fix it. No. Calm the fuck down. You know, yeah. just say. That's my two cents. Absolutely, but uh, I do I do agree with you that that's douchey that they didn't yeah. anticipate because you know that wasn't the reason. Oh yeah, you know it. Somebody just was. fucked up somewhere. Yeah. Somebody was on vacation, 
And, yeah. you know, they didn't. It somebody didn't... was playing SimCity. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and not doing their fucking job. No, somebody was playing Diablo 3. And, uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And that's my reasoning for picking it as a douche is their their reasoning and they're like oh it's the server issues that's from not the game itself but it's just their correlation so right um so really quickly we've got a few minutes left we'll go into uh site comments and uh the first one is the pure mood i like that name the pure mood yeah on my review of the age of ultron number one um, the Pure Mood says, uh, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this title. Seeing Hawkeye disappointed in the rest of, the, of his teammates, just clinging to the last um, the last lingering um, threads of hope. Very cool. And I had to agree. I really liked it. It seemed really dark. The Kind of the way the violence was in this book set it aside from like AVX and all that I stuff. I still that... haven't fucking read it. I keep forgetting. Gotta read it, dude. I have it and I haven't read it. Gotta read it. Uh, next one is yours. Yes. Yeah, so the bad gamer girl. Ooh. This chick's hot. I like hot that still. name too. This chick's hot. Is she? Yeah, she is. Let me do a quick uh, search <laughs> <laughs> on uh, two. Now, before I go further, just because she's hot doesn't mean I'm in... being a gamer and a girl is fine. You don't have to be hot. You're all hot. I don't know what to say to make this right. So, <laughs> just um, yeah. On the Tomb Raider already logs over one million players. She simply said, "I have to say, I am one of the million. One million. It is a great game, and I'm so. I just so want to get this game. I know. I... Like, it just looks so. And and it's not about the. It's it's about the graphics. The gameplay is going to be sick. All that. But I love that they took such a sexist character from <laughs> from the '90s. Yeah, and pulled and, it back a bit <laughs> and made it such a triumphant character yeah. you know so, with with flaws and all that and just overcoming shit yeah. i'm loving it i'm just every video i've seen and this is one of the games like i try to stay away from teaser videos because i don't want to know too much I've, I've watched every fucking video like it's just amazing amazing yeah i know i i've been watching it and like i'm i'm just really i really want to get my hands on it because mm-hmm. it just it looks fun like it just mm-hmm. looks like such a fun game to be in, and it really kind of takes it, kind of that it it kind of takes what it sh- like what Uncharted is now is what came from Tomb Raider is basically what it's done. The and- only the only negative it's been getting is the multiplayer. But honestly, if you're buying a Tomb Raider game for the multiplayer, you're fucking doing it wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't even know why they added it. I know it's it's oh that's so gimmicky now. I know. Uh. All right. Well, that's uh, you can uh, check out all these stories on our website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, be sure to subscribe. To our... <laughs> be sure to subscribe to our uh, Lazy Geeks Network, where you can listen to all the other shows we have available for you, like uh, Crash Test Movie Dummies, Laser Ring of Death, and In the Ink, which is actually coming out this Thursday. Our very first episode of that mm-hmm. uh like us on facebook and add us to your circle on google plus follow us on twitter at the lazy geeks one word uh the lazy geeks theme was provided by kevin mcleod uh be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either itunes or the website thelazygeeks.com tell us the good the bad and the sexy and be sure to leave a comment on this because we just may read it on the podcast so remember we're thinking so you don't have to it's true Absolutely. So uh, until next week, peace out.